on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Priscilla And this is the show for the realists, say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness and delusions of modern society And welcome to motherfucking reality guys Today we have Q and AF That's where you submit the questions and I give you the answers now, you could submit these questions a couple different ways. The first way is, guys, you can email those questions into askandy at andyforsella.com. Or now that we're on YouTube, you can go find the QAF YouTube episodes. You can click subscribe. You can leave a comment right in there and, and leave your question right in the comments. We'll pick some from there as well. So that's how you submit questions to be answered on the show. Questions can be about anything, but this is a personal development business how to kick ass and business and life type show. That's the foundational backbone of what we do here. Um, so those questions are going to get priority. But if you have questions about what's going on in the world, we'll throw a couple there, you know, in there once in a while. Other times you tune in, if you're new to this show, this is not just an entrepreneur show. This is a full scope entrepreneur show. And part of the full scope of entrepreneurship and kicking ass and winning in life is understanding what's going on in the world. So we have CTI. CTI stands for Cruise the Internet. That's where we put up topics on the screen. We talk about what may be true, what may not be true. We speculate. We talk about how we can all individually be a part of the solution to the problems being created uh, by the tyrants in the world. That's what we do on CTI. Then we have Real Talk. Real Talk is just five to 20 minutes of Real Talk. And then we have Full Length. Full Length is what you guys uh, hear. Like when I had my friend Deedon Stott on the show, it's just a bunch of people having a conversation, usually with people who have done some badass shit. That's the gist of the show. Oh, and then sometimes we do 75 hard verses, and we're going to get back to those on a consistent basis as well. Uh, with that being said, we have this thing on the show. What's it called, DJ? What's that thing we have? It's called the fee. The fee. Mm. What does the fee mean, man? Do they got to send us money? Yeah. So uh, you guys can hit me up directly on Cash App. <laughs> <laughs> no. So the fee is not money, okay? The fee is not buy my stuff, although I do appreciate when you do buy our stuff, okay, especially when you support our companies, uh, we're pro-American, pro-job, pro-American job, uh, basically all the shit that needs to be happening in the world, that's what we're about. So when you support us, understand that that supports real families in real life. However, that's not the fee. The fee is very simple. If you like the show, if it made you laugh, if it made you think, if it gave you a new perspective, if you learned some things, if it helped you out, if it wasn't a waste of your time, please share the show. A lot of you guys hit me up and you're like, man, everybody should be listening to this. Yeah, man, I'm trying. I need your help with that. Okay? If you guys don't share the show, nobody learns about the show. So when we say pay the fee, it's very simple. If we did a good job, if we gave you value on that specific episode, please share that specific episode. That's all we ask. So what do we got today? We got some good ones. Nah, for who? For everybody. No, you say the line. I got some good ones for you. There you go. All right. <laughs> Can't have a show without the line. Yeah, man. Uh, we get we do got some good ones for you. Um, I was, I'm sorry, I, I just uh, I, I switched one out though. Andy doesn't see these questions, just like CTI. You don't see these questions. These are we don't well, we also don't run ads on the show. We don't run ads either. But if I did, <laughs> quick message from my sponsor. If I did, <laughs> it would certainly be for this amazing, delicious, refreshing, energizing first form orange sunrise energy drink. Yeah. The drips, the drips capping though, man. I, f I feel like that. The drips capping. Is that how you say it, Madat? The drips capping. Hold on. You guys are fucking up my flow, bro. <laughs> Get that? Not an ad. 
Not an ad. Not an ad. But if it were, <laughs> they should pay me a lot of money for it. See, I feel like some people would argue, Andy, that you know, you're rocking the blue today. Mm -hmm. And so to keep the drip from slipping. My drip don't slip, baby. <laughs> you know it don't. What's the joke in here? What's the joke? Drip don't slip. No, what's the fucking joke? My shit is always coordinated. Yeah, everything. Every, yeah. Hat and underwear. That's right. right. And everything else. We do a pre-check before the show. That's right. But I, I feel like there's an argument to be made that it, you should be having one of these delicious blue raspberries because you, know, you got the drip with the blue. You know, that would be violating my loyalty to this amazing Orange Sunrise drink. This, see, Orange Sunrise is the flavor of royalty. Royalty. Yeah. Got it. Now, the, all the other one, the, the blue one yeah. and the uh, green one, those, those are flavors of, you know, just a little bit below royalty. And then the, the cherry lime is the flavor of peasants. <laughs> okay, let's be real. If you like NyQuil, drink that fucking cherry lime. You're right. <laughs> a lot of people like the cherry. I know they do. I don't know what's wrong with them. Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for the two new flavors yeah, coming two, out. Dude, we got three new flavors coming. There's three? Three. I didn't know there was, I thought there was two. No, there's three. No. One's a surprise. You're going to like it a whole lot. I think, I, I know I know the two. Oh, what are they? Well, we I can't say them. Okay. But I know Let's just two. do the show. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Everybody, now that everybody quit watching. Yeah, right, right. Motherfuckers just talk about energy drinks. Yeah. All right, let's punch a few holes in drywall. Uh, Andy, <laughs> question number one. Andy, I know you've had a few injuries over your life, um, and you've always been able to overcome those. I'm 23, and I just had an injury uh, that has me on bed rest for two to three months. <sighs> what advice can you give me for the bounce back? Man, that's. That's tough, dude. Um, you know, I, I just went through a major situation. Uh, it wasn't two to three months of bed rest, but it was definitely four to five months of complete not being able to use my arm. Um, I tore everything in my shoulder, had it repaired, and September of 21 was the injury. The surgery was uh, December of 21. And it took me until May to be able to put my arm over my head uh, it took me until just recently, I would say in the last three months, to be able to lift at an effective level. Um, and the mental, the mental journey in between that injury and where I'm at now was probably the hardest test of my adulthood because it never stopped. Like there was no, you know, there, sometimes things bad happen and then like, you know, you kind of move past them and next week or the next month you begin to move past. But when you injure yourself <clears throat> and you're not able to do the things that you want to do, you're always reminded of that. And especially when it's not a permanent thing where there is a situation where, you know, you could come back. Um, so there's no closure there. Like, and so it's a huge mental test. And my advice, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think it's also important to point out too, that literally up to the minute before the injury, that was probably the best you've ever been at that no, point. No question. That was the best. So I've we're ever talking been. about like from the physically highest. and yeah. mentally. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, and then I went through a lot of mental shit through that time because I wasn't able to train. I lost my physique. I, I, you know, I wasn't able to do the things that keep me mentally sane and tuned up. I quit antidepressants during the middle of that shit because I figured, fuck it. How much worse could it get? <laughs> and it got a lot worse. <laughs> um, and I pushed through all that. And so now that I'm on the other side of it, I feel a tremendous sense of pride and, and of passing that test, right? But going through it, man, was very, very difficult. It was one of the most difficult tests of my entire life. Um, 
because it affected me in so many ways. And so I think the key to getting through these things, you know, where you're on bed rest for months at a time, you know, I was in a sling for uh, eight weeks. I slept in a recliner for two months. Um, it, it was anybody who's had major shoulder surgery will tell you it's fucking brutal. And, um, you know, I think I did everything right. And what I did was I, I tried to do the things I could do. You know, I kept my reading going. I kept trying to eat pretty much how I would eat as an athlete, even though I wasn't able to train. You know, I cut my calories down to be appropriate so I didn't put on a bunch of weight. Um, but maintaining your routine and the things that you would do if you were perfectly able as much as you can when you're not able, I believe is the biggest thing that you have to do. And the reason it's such a mental test is because you don't get to see any of the real benefits, right? You're, you're just fighting every single day to not get worse. And that's a very hard thing to deal with because you're working really hard and you're not getting worse, but you're also not getting better. And that's demoralizing, dude. And so like, it's this, it's this long journey of, you know, maybe even longer than what it is in business where you're working and working and working and working and working. And the only result that you can really see is just not regressing further. And sometimes that's the win. Sometimes that is the win. You know, I just posted in my story today, had I not committed myself to the live hard lifestyle the years prior to that injury, bro, I would have went right back up to 350 pounds. My business would have suffered tremendously. I would have suffered tremendously. My life would have suffered tremendously. And everybody in my life would have suffered tremendously because I'm responsible for a lot of other people's lives. And so the way I was able to pull through that and the way I'm still working through it is I'm doing everything I can. I'm controlling the things that I can control. I'm showing up every day and I'm not going to fucking stop that no matter what. And that's the attitude you have to have when you can't go. This is the same thing as when your life is in complete chaos, right? And, you know, you go through a divorce or a death or a loss. Uh, or maybe a, you lose a career or something major and things are just, or, or like, bro, look at the state of the world. Like it's so fucking hectic and so polarizing and so agitating and so angering that it's even hard to focus sometimes on what is actually going on. And so you have to make sure that you're controlling whatever it is that you can control. And we're in control of a lot more things than what we realize. That's the key. Most people think like when something bad happens, they kind of just throw everything out the window and then just, you know, they're like, fuck, my life sucks. It's fucking chaos. Shit's crazy. And they throw everything out the window and they get way worse because of it when they didn't have to. And so you guys have to learn to stop making your life worse when the circumstances get hard and you have to learn to control what it is that you control. You have to consistently control those things, no matter what they are. And we can control a lot. We control the food we eat. Even though you're in bed, you control what you're eating, okay? We control what we're reading. Even though you're in bed, you control what you're eating or, or what you're reading. You control what information you do or do not allow. You can do that from bed. You control who you surround yourself with, who you talk to, who you, who you uh, relate to, who you uh, choose to spend your time with. You can do that from your bed. All of these things affect our attitude. So you might not be able to get up and go do cardio or go lift weights, but you can control a whole bunch of other things. And if you are in a situation where you're going through a hard time and you can control your movement, your, your cardio or your weight movement or your activity, whatever it is for you, you should do those things. Because when we, when we feel out of control, 
it's usually a lie. It's usually not the truth. The truth is usually we're deferring control because we're so frustrated at the circumstances that we're presented with. And then because we defer control to outside circumstances, our life gets exponentially worse. And that's what you're trying to avoid. So this next two to three months that you're in bed, make it your mission to minimize the regression as much as possible. And then potentially, you know, even move forward in a lot of ways, like learning new skills, becoming smarter, learning about new things. And so that way, when you're up and moving, you've actually made progress in most of the other areas, maybe just not physical progress. And the physical progress will come back whenever you, what do you say, was 20 something years old? Yeah, he's 23. Yeah, bro, you got your whole life ahead of you, man. Like you, you, this will come back for you. I think that's, that's a very important part because I, I think, man, people, a lot of people will go through life and they will have uh, these hardships or situations that pop up. And then that's it. Like, like they use that one little piece. Like that's that that that's the downfall spiral of everything else that comes after that point, right? Like, like that was the worst thing that ever happened. Like, and the truth is, like that injury, just like yours or anybody's, any of these hardships, the the amount of time is very very short of dealing with that actual hardship. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a it's a fucking blink in in your timeline of life. Yeah, that dude, that could have easily happened to me. Easily. Listen, bro, when I was injured, I was 42 years old. Okay, if that had happened to me and I didn't have the mentality that I had built the previous years to that, yeah. at 42 years old, do you know what I would have done? I would have said, fuck it, I can't train anymore. I blew my shoulder out. And I'd be telling this bullshit glory story about how I used to be fucking in shape and I used to be strong and I used to be healthy and I used to be fit until <laughs> I got injured. And then, you know, my life just sucked the rest. That's what would have happened. That's what happens to most people. Most people allow major setback to happen to them, and then they use it as a story for the rest of their life as to why they can't do anything. And when you look at it from a very, you know, honest place, that's a ridiculous way to live. Okay, you had this injury, you're in bed for three months. Okay, cool. That's three months, bro. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's frustrating, but it's not your whole life. And this is especially true for people who are older, because I know one of the biggest things that I was anxious about and struggling with this entire time was. I didn't know if I'd be, because of my age, I didn't know if I'd be able to get back in shape the way that I was. You know, I'm There's thinking, a different biological there, clock. There is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I can tell you, it's real. Like, my body does not put on muscle the way it used to put on muscle. It just doesn't. I have to eat far more protein to get muscle put on than I used to. Um, but all that means is me just being better and, 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 and more disciplined in how I execute my game. So it might be a little bit more difficult, but really it's not even more difficult. It's just making a couple changes and, and things start to work again. But that's a very real thing. And for those people who are of that age, you know, we, we tell ourselves that story all the time. Oh, you know, it's too late for me to build my stream business. I'm 35. Motherfucker, you're 35. You're not 75. <laughs> right. You're not fucking 85. You're 35. You're still young as fuck. You know, like we, we tell ourselves these stories that just aren't true. And that's something that I would encourage this person to really be wary of. Like, don't tell yourself stories that aren't true. You, you're in control of a lot of the things that you were in control of before you had this problem. And, and honestly, you should use this time to control them better than you were even controlling them before it happened. And that's the beauty of be, having a setback. Sometimes setbacks are necessary because they make us grateful for the times that we don't have the setbacks. Absolutely. man. I love that. I love that. Building off of that, Andy, let's go to question number two. Uh, Andy, what would you do if you were in your 30s uh, to survive in a recession economy like we're facing now. I have a family and I want to make sure I'm able to support them regardless of what's going on. Would you have, 
would you change any of your financial decisions or how you're moving money or anything like that? Would you do anything differently 10 years ago as compared to right now? Or are you looking at the same? Well, I mean, remember at 2008, I was almost, I was 29 years old. Okay. So I went through one of the hardest economic times at right at 30 years old. And by the way, I wasn't making any money. I was still making $695 per month at that time. Um, you know what I did? I fucking went triple down on all my efforts. And while everybody else pulled in all of their efforts and said, we're going to ride this storm out. And they went into their little turtle shell trying to ride the storm. I just kept moving. And what, what I ended up learning was, is that your biggest advantages for growth and business and life come when everybody else stops. And everybody else only stops during certain times. Recessionary periods is a time where people sell themselves on the idea that they cannot move forward, so they stop trying to move forward. This is a tremendous opportunity for people to get aggressive and land grab success in many different areas, whether it be personally, professionally, with a business. It doesn't matter because there's less competition during these times where the economy gets hard or the world gets hard just by the nature of how many people think that the right thing to do is to weather the storm by pulling in all their efforts. I actually know this, and I know this from my own experience, and I know this from teaching thousands upon thousands upon thousands of entrepreneurs over the years, that most of the people that become wealthy, they made their money in those dark times because of what I'm saying. These are people who, instead of saying, oh, I'm going to you know, not advertise, and I'm not going to build, and I'm going to wait until the recession is over, I'm going to wait until this and that and this. These are people who just continue to move or even try to move harder and faster during these times. And that's when they made their money. That's when they found their success. So right now, if I'm you and I'm 30 years old and I'm dealing with what's going on in the world, I am sharpening my game. I'm learning everything that I can learn. I'm getting myself in tip top physical and mental shape. I'm taking it very serious. I understand that all of these things matter. My, my mental shape, you know, if it's not, if my brain isn't tuned up, I'm not going to achieve as much during this time. If my body's not tuned up, I'm not going to achieve as much in this time. I'm not going to be as effective. So like, dude, that's the foundation, right? This is our unit of operation, our body and our mind. If that shit isn't tuned up, you're going to fucking lose to someone whose it is. And that's just reality. So I would start there and I work out and I would get real aggressive about improving my life in every single way. And and I would use that as an opportunity of massive growth. And from my experience, everybody I know that's like wealthy, legitimately, they, they will tell you, I made my money during this time. I made my money during this time. I made my money during this time. And let me tell you, dude, the three times where I made lots of money real fast were right after 9-11 in 2008 to 2012. And then for the last three years since 2020. With the COVID shit. Yeah. Like, it's because I got aggressive when everybody else fucking panicked. Just didn't quit. No, I didn't. Not only did I not quit, I went double hard. Like, bro, if you remember when COVID happened, you know, I, I fucking lived on live hard like every fucking day for fucking two and a half years straight. I didn't come off Yeah. because I knew that like I, that was my time. And, you know, then I got hurt and now I'm getting back to that. But my point is the people who get aggressive responsibly I'm not saying just throw money out or try to do investments. I'm saying be smart. Take care of your body. Take care of your mind. Understand this is an opportunity. This is not something that you should be trying to fear and panic and throw, you know, um, your arms in the air like everybody else. Oh, where's the toilet paper? Right. right. <laughs> be calm. 
be be strategical. Get your shit in order. And th- these times will be the times when you actually make it. Mm. So nah, that's that. my advice to that. I love that. <clears throat> as far as particular advice, what to do, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not going to give you advice on yeah, buy yeah. silver or gold or fucking digital coins or, or anything toilet, like that. Toilet paper. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to say that. But like, dude, a lot of you guys are so far away from even making that decision because you're not taking care of the fundamentals. You're not taking care of your mind. You're not taking care of your body. You're not taking care of the things that you control. This is why I built the Live Hard program. It's episode 208. You go get it for fucking free. It doesn't cost you shit, but a lot of effort and a lot of energy and a lot of time, but it's worth every fucking drop of it. Right. You talk about an investment. It, that, yeah. That's the biggest <laughs> investment you could make. Yeah. And everything else will roll out from that. And like, you know, it is what it is. I love that. Guys, Andy, our third and final question. Uh, Andy, question number three. Hey, Andy, I am a door-to-door guy doing pest control in Florida. I came into it as a rookie, and I absolutely killed it in my first three months. Now, I've ran into a wall and can't get any momentum. I've had the worst week yet, and I'm now starting to doubt myself. When you go from kicking ass to struggling, what do you do to get yourself back on track? It goes right back to what I was just saying in these mm-hmm. first two questions. It's about controlling what you control. Here's the difference between people who win all the time and people who rarely win or sometimes win. And then there's a big difference between those people and people who never win. All right. So there's three categories of people. People who win all the time understand something the other two categories don't. And this is what they understand. You are in control of your own momentum. You are in control of manufacturing momentum at any given point, at any given time, no matter what's going on in your life. You can start today to manufacture momentum. And the way that you manufacture momentum is by executing on everything that you can control. Your information, your associations, your diet, your movement, okay? These things things are things that you control. What you drink, are you putting drugs in your body? Are you putting alcohol in your body? You, You control so much fucking more of your life than what you realize, you're just refusing to take control of it. And so when you're lacking momentum, You have to understand that it's your responsibility to create momentum. And this is what very wealthy people, successful people who don't lose, they completely understand this concept. So much so that they will literally do fucking insane things to not fuck their momentum up. Okay, they will cancel trips. They will cancel vacations. They will fucking, whatever they got to do, they will keep it as long as they have to do. Okay, they will sacrifice everything to keep the momentum because it's that powerful. Mid-level people, okay, People who do not, they win sometimes, but they do not win consistently. They look at momentum as something that you just catch, all right? So they've caught momentum a few times in their life. You know, maybe they were successful in a nutrition program, or maybe they made a bunch of money one time, and they can't figure out how to hit a hot streak, quote unquote, hot streak again, all right? These people are oblivious to the fact that they actually create the momentum And when they do actually create the momentum, the few times in their life where they have these wins, they are unable to connect the dots that they are the ones that actually created the momentum. They don't look at their own actions and say, okay, well, I did this for, you know, this, I did it one day, two day, three day, four day, five day, six day, seven day. And by day fucking 30, I'm rocking and rolling. They, They don't connect that. They think some mystical power somehow like got into them and gave them the willpower to have the momentum at that time. So they think they accidentally caught it, all right? Big difference between those two groups. Big difference between momentum on demand and accidentally catching it, all right? This is the difference between winning all the time 
and winning sometimes, occasionally, and being frustrated the rest of the time as to why the wind's not blowing the way you want it to blow. Just like that movie Tommy Boy. They're sitting out in the fucking boat, and they're like, man, Dad, I wish the wind would blow. You know, and like, that's, that's what most people do. They just wish the wind would blow. Your job is to make the wind blow, all right? And then there's the third group, and the third group people are completely oblivious to all of it, and they're really irrelevant to our conversation. These are the people that are going to make fun of you for trying hard. These are the people that are going to talk shit. They're going to say, oh, you've changed. You're not the same person. No shit, motherfucker. That's the point, <laughs> right? Like, that's what I've been trying to do. I'm glad you recognized it. Thank you. Yeah, like, <laughs> these people, these are fucking, these are NPCs, bro. These are non-playable characters, and they're going to voice and chirp and cry and bitch and whine and attack you, and they fucking are completely irrelevant, and you shouldn't spend one second worried about them. Let them fucking wallow in their misery. Let them be their little NPC self, and you go on and fucking do your thing, and that's it, and that's the three kind of people that there are. Let me, let me ask you this, Andy. How important is it to pinpoint what fucked up the momentum? Like, do you, when, when, when you catch yourself, like, shit, okay, Momentum's just well, momentum up. traditionally comes down to streaks. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like it's very simple to look at what fucked up your momentum. What fucked up, what you're really talking about with momentum is streaks. Mm -hmm. How many days in a row? How many wins in a row? How many days in a row can you execute on your power list? All right. Uh, which is episode 16. It's free. Go listen to it. That shit will change your life. How many days in a row can you, can you win on your power list? We're talking about streaks here. Okay, and so what ends up fucking up momentum is usually the unintentional breaking of streaks, not understanding how powerful they are. So, for example, you've been eating clean and doing your workouts for, you know, 30 days, let's say, or 14 days, right? They're just getting the momentum started. And you're like, fuck, I've been so good for 14 days. I deserve a day off or I deserve. I des Listen, bro, you deserve to keep the fuck going because that's the best thing it's going to be for you. But the reality is people try to reward themselves with the behavior that they had in the past, which makes no sense. Why would you reward your wins with the behavior that you're trying so hard to escape? That doesn't make sense. And so when you actually understand what fucks up momentum, which is the breaking of streaks, you become more conscious of how to keep it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So, so the, the, the wealthy people, they understand this. They don't want to fuck up their streaks. All right. That's why you hear crazy shit like I fucking ran a mile for 567 days in a row. Like that's because they understand that momentum aspect. The middle people, they don't understand the momentum, right? They're catching it when it comes and then letting it go. But what they also aren't aware of is that not only are they not aware that they have to create it, they're not aware of the things they do to break it, which that's is like, you know, going on a three-day bender when you've been working really hard, shit like that, yeah, right? Yeah. So you just have to be conscious of what breaks the momentum and then not do those things. Yeah, yeah. Would you say 99% of momentum that gets fucked up is self-inflicted? 100%. I wouldn't you know, say 90%. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Well, I mean, even with, like going back to the Listen, injury bro, question, like, right? Like an injury could fuck up momentum. It wasn't necessarily self-inflicted. Can it? Or can it go right back to what I was saying where your momentum just changes a little bit and no no longer is your momentum carrying you forward it's just keeping you from regressing mm. oh man oh man see what i'm saying uh, yeah absolutely so absolutely. so we still are in control what did i do right after i got a shoulder surgery what was the first thing i fucking did a fucking cardio session with me right now right 
a normal cardio session, doing a normal fucking route. Do you, do you remember what month that was? You remember what degree it happened oh, to be it was outside? Freezing. It was fucking cold as shit. Yeah. I woke up from fucking surgery and I came straight here and did fucking cardio. Yeah, not even an hour. Do you know why? <laughs> do you know why? Because you couldn't fucking. Because I wanted out. to keep my momentum. Yeah. That's some powerful shit. I didn't do that to show off. I didn't post it. No. I didn't say it wasn't me to cocking off for the internet. This is me not wanting to fuck up the momentum I had. I already knew that I lost the ability to train for the next year. So I didn't want to fucking lose anything else. And that's why I did it. So that's what you got to do. So this person in the previous question, you, you've got you've to go in hard, harder on the things you can control. I fucking love that, man. Yeah. Guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. That, that was, bro, that, that's some powerful shit, man. Yeah, nice little 30-minute, you know, little, little quickie session. Yeah. Dude, here's the reality, man. <laughs> that, that, this last question that we covered on momentum, that's, yeah. that's, that's a major key to winning. Major, major, major key to winning. You create the momentum. You also stop the momentum. Your goal should be to not stop the momentum as much as possible. And when you do stop it, it should be to start it right back up the very next fucking opportunity that you get. Oh, man. I love that. Well, guys, Andy, that was three. Go pay the fee. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll